Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Livestream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. Thank you for joining me this morning. We are on location, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> we welcome you, and we appreciate you being here this morning. We're going to go ahead and get started with some music to allow other people to join us and, and jump on while we uh, get together here uh, for Sunday School. First Baptist Church of Glen Arden, praise him. Jesus bless his Savior. It's going to come booming out to your the speakers right now. So thanks for being here this morning. We appreciate you being here. And good morning, Ronnie. How are you? Beth Parkman, good morning. Thanks for being here. <clears throat> Still clearing my throat. Hey, Jackie, good morning. Thank you for being here. Have iPad and iPhone will travel. <laughs> morning, Roscoe. Yes, I have my coffee, too. It's not that brand I usually drink, but <clears throat> it'll do for this morning. Clorinda, good morning. Amen. <clears throat> we are live right now. Amen. Easy lyrics to remember, right? Yes, it is a different location. I am on location. <clears throat> I'll explain a little bit. <laughs> and next week's going to be another different location. <laughs> We're all over the place. We're about nine hours south of where you guys are. <laughs> How's that for a hint? Ann and Larry, good morning. Arlen and Angie, good morning. Thank you for being here. Amen, amen. First Baptist Church of Glen Arden. Amen. If you see me looking out the window over here, it's because it's just beautiful outside. It's just fantastic. Starting to see some fall colors, too. Very nice. Enjoy what... God gives to us in nature. It's evidence of his presence. Amen. He's worthy of praise. Pretty incredible week. Glad to be able to spend with everybody on a Sunday morning. Amen. 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 
was the uh, First Baptist Church of Glen Arden, and uh, that was for Praise Him, Jesus, Blessed Savior, and we appreciate everyone being here this morning. As you can see, we are on location today. We are coming to you live from Rock Hill, South Carolina, and it's great that we can do this because um, I figured out a little while ago that we could do these Sunday school <laughs> Uh, live stream Sunday schools from on location wherever we are if we're traveling we're on vacation but we don't take a vacation from the Lord amen we take a vacation uh, for rest and relaxation but at the end of the day we have to get back into it when it comes to the word and and proclaiming his goodness to anyone and everyone who comes into uh, contact with us and uh, I think at the end of the day we're always out there to to witness and minister to others as well too and I don't want to butcher the statement, but and when it's appropriate, speak up <laughs> for the Lord. Amen. Preach the gospel. And then in certain situations, use words when, when the Lord moves you to. That's right. I still messed it up, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, having said that, it's the first time I heard it. Well, was my wife was quoting somebody else, and I, I still messed it up, but that's okay. You get the idea. Amen. Uh, we don't want to lose our, lose our focus here. We've got a few announcements here. I do want to mention that Pastor Gus will have a message available here online after Sunday school. Because we have a, a technology thing here, uh, I will make it available immediately after Sunday school. You have to, because of the way Facebook is structured, you have to do things a certain way. And if you don't do it a certain way, it's not going to work. <laughs> so, But we do have the message. It is going to be available after Sunday school. So just for those of you who are not coming to church today stay tuned online it'll be uploaded and uh, posted within the next two or three minutes literally after i go off uh the air for sunday school but we have his message it's part two of his message jesus and the holy spirit it's going to be available like i said after sunday school so stay tuned for that and for those of you who are in akron you'll be able to see that same message uh, in church today um it's a great very timely message about the workings of the spirit we need to hear exactly how the Spirit does what he does, and we have a great gift from God, the indwelling Holy Spirit, uh, for those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Next Sunday, next Sunday, um, since uh, Jackie mentioned about being in a different location, yes, we are in a different location this week. We're going to be in a different location next week because we're going to be going back into church. We'll be broadcasting a live stream Sunday school from church. That will necessitate a time change. Originally, when we went on the uh, on the air with uh, church and Sunday school a couple of years ago, I believe we started at 10 a.m. And we're going to start at 10 a.m. next week. So make a note on your uh, that next Sunday, and I'll make sure that there are announcements out on, on uh, the Internet as well, too. We're going to be starting Sunday school, live stream Sunday school at 10 a.m because we're going to be logistically coordinating with church. Church is going to be on at 11 a.m., um, and so we're going to try to coordinate it where we don't have a big gap between the two. So next week, we will be broadcasting from Akron Alliance Fellowship, ship, uh, but we're going to be starting at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific time. So please make a note of that. Uh, we're looking forward to getting back into church. We're Still continuing the church experience, making sure that we have a church experience online, but just adjust your clocks uh, to make sure that you're accommodating for the half-hour difference in time. That's all. And uh, for those of you in Akron, you can come and join us and sit in the audience for live stream Sunday School as well, too. So it, it works out either way. You're, you'll have uh, you'll be able, to be able to look at me in person, and we're going to be online at the same time. But we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a very exciting opportunity just to get back together with members of the church in Sunday school. We're going to have a little bit of a different, about the same format as we have right now, though, um, in the model of the Les Feldick Sunday school, but we're looking forward to it. Uh, welcoming people who have questions and comments to hold those till the end, and we'll be happy to discuss those, but we want to keep the live stream going and make sure that everybody who is online is getting a, a good experience as well, too. So, we appreciate everybody's prayers as we uh, pull that off. I'm going to have a, a little microphone on that will be attached to my phone that will be able to capture my voice, and, and it will sound hopefully pretty good. I, I, 
um, and pretty clear as well too because when you go into a larger building you know how that is right so but we're gonna have cameras and everything we're gonna have everything uh, ready to go for that <clears throat> but we look forward to that it's gonna be a great uh, opportunity and for those moments uh, when we we shift and have uh, for whatever I whenever I take vacation or something like that we'll make the adjustment of course and just let you know what's going on when that happens but live stream Sunday school coming up uh, next week at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Please be aware of the time change. It's going to be a good time change for a lot of us because you won't have to r rush or hustle. You just get to church when you're ready to get to church, and we appreciate you being here. Please remember your tithes and offerings. We uh, cannot do what we do without your tithes and offerings. They are really important, and we have... Uh, <clears throat> of course, those of you who are not part of our church, if you want to, well, if you want to send us tithes and offerings, you're welcome to do so. They are not for me. Uh, please remember that as well, too. And they're not for uh, Pastor Gus. It's for the church. Church has bills to pay. We have uh, uh, benevolent opportunities as well, too. There are many things that need to be done in the church, and we appreciate your contributions um, for that purpose and that purpose only. Mail your ch uh, your payments, your checks, payments. Mail your checks, excuse me, to Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. For those of you who don't know, what my pro profession is in collections, so I'm automatically going into lingo like I'm collecting money, and I'm not. Not trying to do that, so I, I apologize for that. It's not your tithe and offering is not a payment. It is a tithe and offering, and you pray about how much you give. And you always remember that. And no matter what this knucklehead says online, you just ignore it and just say, "Okay, I'll take care of business." <laughs> I'll take care of business that way. So we appreciate you doing so, nonetheless. Amen. Um, you know what I mean. <laughs> so um, we appreciate you being here today. We have um, now the business of Sunday school. And you know what? I mean, you, you need to have fun when you're – have fun. Enjoy your life, everybody. You're, <laughs> you, just, you just have to understand that um, life is short. You need to enjoy your life. You, you have to be able to laugh about some things, and, and uh, we appreciate all of you and your – and your kind words as well, too, especially for my birthday wishes and all that. So um, God bless God bless all of you. I appreciate you very much. So now let's get into Sunday school. Amen. We are going to be going back into the book of John, and we're going to be continuing the study in John chapter 3. As you know, we are going to cover verses 22 through 36. It seems like a lot, uh, but it's actually not a lot at all. The verses are relatively short, but... Uh, you'll notice that this is, follows the dialogue that took place last week when uh, Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus, and we're now shifting. We're shifting our focus on back on John the Baptist because he is going to be uh, pretty much the only one speaking uh, here at this point. Thank you, thank you, Jackie. I appreciate that. Uh, I have another cup of coffee after this to celebrate as well, too. I promise. Okay, <laughs> so. The uh, conversation now is going to shift to John the Baptist. We're still in the section of the message and ministry of Jesus, the Son of God, and that essentially covers uh, in John uh, chapters 2, verse 12, through chapter 12, verse 50. So we're in the ministry. We're into where, where Jesus is now involved in ministry, but we still have others who are commenting about Jesus and his ministry. So John the Baptist is going to talk about more about Jesus Christ here in this section and this is about giving Christ his due, exalting him, exalting Christ over himself, which is what the subject matter is about. And I think that the important thing to see here, too, is that in ministry, we have to recognize that ministry is a team effort. We always want to defer to the people who are in charge, the people who are involved here. I'm not talking about me, okay? I'm just talking about the authority, the people in church. And... As we're involved with church, we have a role that we play within our area. Um, it's, and it's more than just saying something rather trite and insufficient, as, uh, like staying in your lane. But it has more to do with making sure that you're focusing on what Jesus would have you to do 
and focusing on what your role is in ministry. And different people play different roles, and you just need to be prayerful for each other uh, within the body of Christ. Pray for support. Pray that everybody does uh, is following what the Spirit is saying. And that's what is really important in ministry. And John the Baptist is going to convey this in this passage. So I want to go ahead and get to that and make sure that we're covering that. So let's take a look once again at John chapter 3. Uh, we're going to pray and get started, um, and which is very important, of course. You always pray and pray that the Spirit leads and the leads as far as what I have to say and that the Spirit speaks to you. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time that you've given to us to sit quietly now, take a deep breath, and just listen to you speak to us. Lord, we want to be always mindful of your presence and mindful of what you say to us. And we thank you, Lord, for your teaching, and we thank you, Lord, for just blessing us, keeping us. And, Lord, you are worthy of our praise because of how much you love us, how much you care about us, how much you indeed want to see us grow and succeed in our faith. We thank you, Lord, for your teaching and your presence. Bless us and keep us, Lord. We give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to John chapter 3. We're going to take a look at verses 22 through 36. John chapter 3. Verses 22 through 36. And we are going to look at all rhetoric here that is coming from John the Baptist. It's all dialogue between John the Baptist's disciples asking him questions. And this was right after Jesus finished uh, his statement and comments to all of us. Amen. John chapter 3 verses 16 through 21 about the importance of recognizing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so now we're going to turn away and start with verse 22. And it says, let's start with verse 22, John chapter 3. Then Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem and went into the Judean countryside. Jesus spent some time with them there baptizing people. And verse 23, at, that, at this time, John the Baptist was baptizing at Aenon near Salim because there was plenty of water there and people kept coming to him for baptism. Verse 24, this was before John was thrown into prison. A debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over ceremonial cleansing. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people, and everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. Verse 27, John replied, No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you, I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. Verse 29, It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Amen. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. Note that statement. I am filled with joy at his success. Verse 30. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of the earth, and we speak of earthly things. But he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. He testifies about what he has seen and heard. But how few believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that, affirm that God is true. For he is sent by God. He speaks God's words. For God gives him the spirit without limit. The father loves his son and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. Now, if you'll notice that, that's John chapter 3, verses 22 through 36. Right at the end of this passage, John essentially repeats exactly what Jesus said in verses 16 through 21. He is, he is reaffirming, he is affirming everything that Jesus said, too. And you'll also remember, too, that Jesus made a comment uh, in the Gospels about there's no greater person born uh, of a woman 
on earth than John the Baptist. So they definitely were working in accord. And then, and of course, John the Baptist is affirming that Jesus is much greater and much, much greater. He is not, he is not born, he is not part of the earth. He is not part of um, uh, the way he was born. He was born, of course, and conceived uh, normally, but Jesus was much different, and we recognize that, and he is also making that statement to his own disciples as well, too. Let's go back to the top to verse 22. Well, let's go back to verse 25, excuse me. Um, and this was all, of course, taking place where we recognize that both Jesus and John the Baptist were baptizing people. And verse 25, a debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over ceremonial cleansing. So, but that's not really the issue. The issue here is more about uh, the fact that both Jesus and John were baptizing people. And so that was what raised the question. And you have to understand something, too. People, um, I hate I hate to say this, but it's very true that uh, a lot of us who get involved in matters of the faith or matters involving certain questions within the faith, they allow that to become the most important part or topic of discussion uh, rather than really focusing on what's really important. And we we don't really want to get into that. We we don't want to be around people who like to just stir up trouble or sow seeds of disagreement, which is what the, the point I'm trying to make here as well, too. Because there's no other motivation for that other than to, A, get attention for yourself as being relevant or important in some way, shape, or form. Or, B, you're honestly just doing the work of Satan. Or both. And we need to understand that we don't want to cause discord, discontentment, and we don't want to cause doubt. These are the very things that are anti-God, anti-Christ. When we, when we create areas of doubt, we are taking the focus off of Jesus Christ. So what John had to do here, in spite of this conversation uh, about ceremonial cleansing, was that he tried to end the argument. It was unnecessary in light of who Jesus Christ is. And this is where we have to leave it, right? We need to make sure we understand that. You have to understand that, that the conflict here is was born out of what the law was stating. That's all they had to refer to. I get that and I understand that. But Jesus is going to be the fulfillment of the law and people had to see that and understand that. And that's what we want to always go back to. We have, we know better, right? We understand that because we have knowledge that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the law. When we go backwards and go to a different place and start to try to pay attention to things that are not really relevant, we are only hurting um, the cause for Jesus Christ. We are only hurting the message of the gospel. We don't want to be divisive. We don't want to try to force others to believe things that we think are more important when in fact they probably aren't as important as you think we don't want to cause discord amen we want to be focused on what's important jesus christ um that that should not be any uh, there should not be point of any argument about that and honestly if i hear of something like that myself i would just make sure i redirect someone and say look jesus is the most important thing here Jesus is the one who teaches us. Jesus is the one who shows us how to live here before others within the body of Christ. We need to make sure that we understand that. So, and the other thing that Jesus, uh, that John the Baptist had to address here too in this comment, go back to verse 26 in John chapter 3. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people. And everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. Well, this is a question or a comment that the disciples of John the Baptist did not understand completely. They didn't really understand. They looked very highly upon John the Baptist. He was highly regarded. But now we got somebody else coming into play here who is doing the same thing. So John the Baptist has to let those disciples know uh, maybe they were disturbed by the fact that Jesus who is this Jesus coming in here and doing all the baptizing um, 
And listen, they were trying to protect John the Baptist. I get that, but maybe there was a, a selfishness involved there because you have to understand that if you were regarded as a follower of John the Baptist, that meant you were pretty important too. Amen. Um, people, you have to understand people's egos sometimes do get in the way. Um, just about everything that I've ever seen in in my lifetime, when it came to uh, behaviors in churches, it, it was all ego-driven. Trust me when I tell you, ego, ego, ego. It, it had nothing to do with really sincerely following Christ. It had more to do with gaining more importance for yourself. And I don't ever want to be counted in that group of people. I really don't. I always want to. I always have to even tell my wife, you know, because I get a little nervous before I get started. When I get speaking, I said, and I, and I, I told her, I said, look, uh, if I don't get a little bit nervous, that just may border into arrogance. I'd much rather be nervous and want to do it the right way and, and get it get it right the first time. And if I don't get it right the first time, I'll get it right the second time. <laughs> if I have to correct myself or something like that. Amen. So um, there should be a little bit of nerves when you get, get ready to start preaching the gospel because there's a huge responsibility with it. But having said that, the John's disciples were kind of uh, bothered by the fact that Jesus was getting the attention now more than John. And so our mission is always going to be to what? Proclaim the gospel. I don't care how important you are or how unimportant you think you are. You're still going to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ because we're all in the body of Christ together. We're all playing different roles in the body of Christ. And the most important thing that we do is proclaim Jesus. For those of us who know people in our family who do not know the Lord, what do you do? You live for Jesus. You live in his example. He, the Gospels give us the example of how Jesus lived for us before others. And so we have to make sure that we're doing the same thing to live in, in, the, in a very similar manner as that. So let's go back to verse 27. John replied to these uh, disciples of his, no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. And so you have to understand that John was paving the way for Jesus. John the Baptist is indeed a, uh, is one who comes and reveres who Jesus is. And so God gave him his work. Um, it came from heaven. And he was going to continue that work until God called him to do something else. And you have to understand that God gives us a role within the gospel, within the body of Christ, excuse me, to preach the gospel, to speak the gospel, to represent the gospel. And there will be opportunities, perhaps, that God may call you to do something different within that, within the, the body of Christ. But until such time as that happens, you stay after it and you keep doing what God would have you to do. We don't need to worry about how often God gives us different roles. He may give us the same exact role um, that we have the entire time, but the bottom line is that if he gives us this role, do it. Live according to what the gospel is. Do exactly what God would have you to do. So I hope that you can understand that and see that as we go here. And John's main purpose was to point people to Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying. That's what he's telling us here. He was pointing to Christ. And even with Jesus beginning, beginning his own ministry, John could still turn people to Jesus. He refers people to Jesus Christ. There were still people coming to him. There were still people coming to be baptized by him. But he is recognizing that it was an opportunity now for people to say that the person, the, the, the laces of the shoes on this other person, I'm not worthy to tie. And that's what he said before in, in the Gospels as well, too, that Jesus is going to be the focus this is a reminder for everybody else in, who is in the body of Christ as well, too, to recognize that Jesus is always going to be the focus. Jesus is always the one we need to be pointing to. We don't point to uh, any individuals in the church. We recognize that we're all servants of Jesus Christ, and that's what we have to go back to. So John the Baptist is going to continue here. Go back to verse 28. You yourselves know how plainly I told you I am not the Messiah, and he did say it. I am only here to prepare the way for him. And that's a reminder for all of us, too. He is really dying to self and living for Christ. That's the epitome of dying to self and living for Christ. John the Baptist, of course, was very important. And he know, 
he knew that he had influence and was important, but he was still dying to self and living for Jesus Christ. Amen? It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. Remember when I said earlier about how sometimes people come to church and they're ego-driven? <clears throat> Understand something. You should be thrilled and amazed and, and, and very, very happy when people are successful in their ministry. And you give them praise. Give God praise, excuse me. You tell them thank you for their service and make sure that they understand that they're doing a great work in Jesus. We, our egos will sometimes say, you know, he's not all that. Well, that, now that is just fleshly. <laughs> when you do that, you're, this person is doing the work for Jesus Christ, but you're looking at it now as a totally different thing, like this person's getting attention, more attention than you. Well, just here's some advice for you. Uh, repent. Amen? Repent. Turn your, turn your, <laughs> take that, that fleshly behavior and repent and, and take your ego and just give it, put it aside and say, Lord, forgive me for my fleshliness because a person who's successful in the gospel should never be looked upon or looked down upon. Uh, that should, person should be celebrated. And that's what John the Baptist is telling us here. Um, I am filled with joy at his success because that's what you should be. You should be joyful when someone else is successful. You should be joy. You should be joyful that people are coming to Christ because of the the mission, the ministry of Jesus Christ. You should be sure. You should be very very happy. Um, we know that. Well, I'm just going to break it down to you very very honestly here. A lot of people who show up in churches are not believers, are not saved, and. We have to understand that fleshliness will prevail within a church for those individuals who choose to live in such a manner where they would much rather uh, serve selfishly or serve for their own purposes rather than serve for Jesus Christ. There are plenty of people out there that fall in that category. Present company excluded, amen? But <laughs> we... We need to recognize that we should be prayerful always for those individuals we know who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. God knows who those people are. And we need to always keep that in mind as we go. And there are people close enough to you who you know who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you praying for them every day? You should be. You should be praying for those individuals. We want to be filled with joy at the success of those who are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want to be filled with joy... For those individuals who come to know Jesus Christ. Amen? That should always be our motivation. Verse 30. Back to John chapter 3 verse 30. Just moving things along here. Time is flying by. He must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. Do you live in such a manner where you are truly dying to self and living for Christ? Because that's exactly what that really represents. Dying to self and living for Christ is really, really important here. And I hope that you can see that. And that's exactly what John the Baptist is doing. He is willing, he, John the Baptist was willing to decrease in importance, in, in his, his importance. He was being humble, increasing humility. It was an unusual thing to do, of course. Um, pastors and other Christian leaders can be tempted to focus more on the success of their ministries than on Christ. Yes, that is a temptation. A temptation is to always be concerned about greater numbers in the church, always be concerned about attendance levels, always be concerned about uh, making sure that we have enough bills to take care of it. Who provides all of those things? Jesus does. If, if we can't test out our own faith on our own personal circumstances, we can't expect anything to happen beyond that if we just kind of forget the basic principles when you don't have something or if you're short on something, you give it to the Lord. The Lord's going to provide it for you. He thinks that you're much more important than the birds in the, uh, in the air, the sparrows, the, whoever it is that needs food out there. He can, the animals can take care of themselves. God can certainly take care of us. Amen. We need to be prayerful in that manner and not be concerned about numbers. Amen. Or concerned about those things that we can't control. 
but God can. And so that's where we want to make sure that we rep- understand John the Baptist's attitude. If he is dying to self, he is showing humility in this moment before the his disciples. He is talking about something that's very important. And why is he talking about that? Go back to John chapter 3, verse 31. Let's take a look at it. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of the earth, and we speak of earthly things. But he has come from heaven, and he is greater than anyone else. He's saying it very plainly once again, that he was not the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. Verse 32, he testifies about what he has seen and heard, but how few believe what he tells them. Now, before I dive further into that, let me get to uh, commenting about the, these first couple of verses I read here, uh, back in verse 31 and 32. Jesus' testimony is trustworthy. Do you believe that? He is speaking from truth. That is how we are to live, live in truth. Go about our business in truth. If we represent Jesus Christ, we have to live in truth. Jesus comes to us in spirit and in truth. He gives us what we need through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was merely relaying the information that was coming from heaven. God's truth. Amen? <laughs> that's what, that's what we're, it's all about here. And why do we say that? Because his words are the very words of God. What does it say in John chapter 1 verse 1? Uh, in the beginning there was the word, the word was from God, the word was with God, and the word is God, and that's Jesus Christ. So make sure I quote that verse correctly, amen, and not paraphrase too much here. But Jesus is the word of God. He, is a spe- he speaks, he is the living word of God. He continues to live, amen. He, he died on the cross and rose again for us, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He is a living God. And this word that we read about and speak of are his words. It's his truth. And so that's what we always want to come back to. That's what the biblical inerrancy class was all about, speaking about truth, God's truth, God's spoken words through the prophets. It is his truth. And so when he says in verse 32, when John the Baptist says in verse 32, he testifies about what he has seen and heard, but how few believe what he tells them. Um, Verse 33, anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true. Now, there's a key phrase there. Anyone who accepts his testimony is the key phrase. Because sadly, not everyone is going to accept God's testimony. But yet, he is indeed our teacher, more than a teacher, more than a prophet. He's God. And so we have to recognize that that is his teaching. Um, John the Baptist is talking about God and his truth. And verse 34, for he is sent by God, he speaks God's word, for God gives him the spirit without limit. The book of John, the entire book of John, is all about what Jesus Christ is as far as his gospel is concerned. And, of course, Jesus Christ is God's son. He is the Messiah, as John the Baptist proclaimed. He is Lord and Savior. And all of these things are being communicated to us to make sure that we understand that. You know, perhaps it's, it's fitting that if we are speaking to people about the goodness of Jesus Christ, to refer them to the book of John because it, it's going to be an excellent teaching opportunity for them to see God's goodness and how much he truly loves us, how humble he is. We need to see that. He indeed is living in such a manner where he is compassionate for his people, and he just wants people to understand and know the truth. And sadly, uh, he does know the hearts of many that he communicates with, that some people are just going to believe what he says, and some people are just going to choose not to. And remember, the word is choose not to, because uh, he's making it very clear that he is truth. If you don't, If you deny him, of course, then you won't acknowledge who he is. So let's go further here. We're almost at the end. Um, we have to understand that Jesus Christ is eternal. And he's has been eternal. And he came to earth for the purpose 
of dying on the cross for us for our sins. Amen? He came here for the purpose of paving the way for us to have eternal life with him. Without his mission to be our eternal, one-time eternal sacrifice on the cross, shedding his blood to cover our sins, where would we be? Amen? Where would we be? Our faith would be very futile. Our faith would be meaningless. And, of course, the resurrection had to take place because we had to see that Jesus was more than just uh, the sacrifice who died on the cross. He is also the one who was raised uh, after three days. And we needed to see all those things to recognize that he indeed uh, was fulfilling Scripture. This was all being predicted. This was all being spoken of. He is indeed our Messiah. He is the one that we focus on. And he invites us to live with him for all eternity. For all eternity, He's prepared a place for us. And it's, I'm just very, very happy to, uh, if anybody asks me, and if anybody sometimes even doesn't ask me, just proclaim Jesus' goodness about all those things that we understand. May you stay in prayer for those people who do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They, Jesus has already paid the penalty for those individuals to uh, have passage into eternal life with him. But if they don't believe, it's not going to happen. So that's the thing we need to keep prayer, keep prayer, be prayerful about. John the Baptist continues in verse 34. He is sent by God. He speaks God's words for God gives him the spirit without limit. And that was the most important thing, thing for even John the Baptist to say here is that the Holy Spirit is involved here. The Holy Spirit is involved in our lives too. This is something that was... Uh, is very important for us to understand that the Spirit has to guide us and lead us. And he is the one who reveals himself to all of humanity. He is the one who ultimately helps the person to make a decision to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives. John the Baptist is telling us that the Spirit without limit means the Spirit is active, moving, and helping um, in this endeavor to make sure that people are indeed recognizing Jesus Christ as Lord. Very important for us to see that. Verse 35. The Father loves his Son and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Anyone who does, doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. It's a very powerful statement that's being made here by John the Baptist. He is telling even his disciples, you need to acknowledge Jesus. Don't worship me. I'm deferring to Jesus Christ. He is the one that deserves to be worshipped and praised. And if you don't believe in Jesus, you're not going to have eternal life with him. Those who believe in him um, <clears throat> will have eternal life. They have eternal life. It's, it's going to be a matter of your eternal life begins now. When you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It begins today. Of course you're going to leave this earth. But your eternal life will be. It has begun. And it's going to continue with him. From the moment you acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. That's one of those things we need to. Kind of make sure we're conveying as well too. It starts now. Uh, yes we have a lot to look forward to. Amen. But <clears throat> we live for Christ today. We live for Christ now. We are witnesses for Christ today when it matters most in this age of grace. We need to speak about the truth of Jesus Christ today and convey that to other people as well, too, to recognize that, hey, it, this is the moment we have to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and people will see that and recognize it. Eternal life begins at the moment of spiritual rebirth. Remember what was being said last week when Nicodemus was asking, can another person be, can you be born again in the womb? And then he didn't get it. <laughs> he didn't understand it. Jesus had to explain to this well-learned man, no, spiritual rebirth begins when you acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord at that moment. It's not about being born physically. It's being born again spiritually. Amen. So that's where you're born again. It's being born in the spirit. Okay? So... <clears throat> John has been, now when I say John, not John the Baptist, now this is a writer, John, in the book of John. He has been demonstrating 
all through these first three chapters that we read, and it's going to continue through the gospel as well, too, that Jesus is the true Son of God. He's been conveying that, and that's what we want to make sure that we also understand here, too. He is giving us information to help us to make the most important decision we've ever made in our lifetime. The most important decision that we've ever made in our lifetime, if we have not already made it, is about acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Please stay in prayer. I keep This keeps coming back to me, and I apologize <clears throat> a little bit, but I don't apologize that much because it's important for us to re- remember to pray and pray for people that we know uh, who do not know the Lord. We need to stay in prayer for them. It, those individuals are responsible for deciding who to obey. And you have to understand something. A person who hesitates on believing in the Lord Jesus Christ would much rather trust in himself or herself rather than trusting in Jesus because you have to decide to humble yourself before the Lord Jesus Christ to acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. If you're not humbling yourself, that means you're essentially falling into that trap that Satan puts out there for people who do not want to acknowledge Jesus. They would much rather do what they want to do. They they would much rather be more obedient to themselves doing what they would rather do rather than focusing on Jesus. Pray for those individuals. Um, God wants us to choose him. God wants us to choose life. Um, let me see if I can do this real quick. We're going we're gonna to end right now, but uh, in a couple of minutes here, but go to um, Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Now, this is Old Testament, right? Deuteronomy 30. Uh, Let's take a look at verses 15 through 20. Deuteronomy 30, verses 15 through 20. Really important to look at this because God is speaking to us here in in this passage too as well. Verse 15, Deuteronomy 30. This is a New Living Translation. Now, listen. Today I'm giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commands, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, you will live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are about to enter and occupy. But if your heart turns away... And if you refuse to listen, and if you are drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live a long, good life in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land that the Lord swore to give your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Written for a different time, but extremely applicable to today. You have to choose. You have to choose how to live. It's a fatal decision to put off choosing to live for the Lord Jesus Christ because you don't know how many days you have. So make the choice today if you don't know the Lord. This is for everyone online who's uh, dialed in with us right now who does not know the Lord Jesus Christ. This is your opportunity to make a decision. Jesus is coming to you and speaking to you from truth. He does not lie. Now, we as human beings lie all the time, and we deceive ourselves, frankly, um, and we need to recognize that Jesus is our truth. He loves you. He wants you to have a relationship with him. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to make the decision for him today. Amen? May you make that decision. And if you do make the decision, uh, hit us up in the comments and let us know. We'd be happy to pray for you and just say congratulations Welcome to the faith. Amen. And uh, get connected with a church. It doesn't have to be our church, any church in the area. Get connected with a church that speaks and preaches about the gospel of truth. Amen.
Um, I wish I could say all churches do that. All of them, not all of them do. But the Lord will give you the power of the Spirit to discern and know which churches are preaching and teaching the truth. But we appreciate uh, you making that decision, understanding that the decision that you're making is not for our benefit, it's for your benefit. You need to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your teaching today. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we just thank you that the Holy Spirit is the one who brings people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, a saving knowledge of you. And we thank you, Lord, for how that you indeed speak to us and want us to know your truth. Lord, bless us as we move forward and as we go forward. Bless Akron Alliance Fellowship Church and the congregation, Pastor Gus and Elaine and all of those who are in charge. Lord, bless them and then give them what they need to convey your truth each and every day, each and every week. Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing and all that you continue to do to proclaim the truth to us. May we receive it and acknowledge it and understand it and say, yes, Lord, I trust you. Yes, Lord, I believe in you. Yes, Lord, I want to follow you. Yes, Lord, I want to know more about who you are in my life. We pray for our family members and friends and people who do not know you personally. We lift them up to you. It's not too late until it is too late. We thank you, Lord, for showing us your truth and speaking your truth to us. Bless us and keep us, Lord, as we move forward and trust in you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Livestream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. My lovely bride was waving in the background. <laughs> um, we are going to get going here and let you go so that you can get to church. Um, and we appreciate you being here. Again, a reminder, next week... Join us for live stream Sunday School at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, as we go on location at church. <laughs> and we look forward to having you. And for those of you who are coming to church, join us early and just sit in the, in the audience. We, we appreciate you being here. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Um, we will be getting out of here now and enjoying the rest of our vacation. And we hope to see you again next time. God bless you all. Take care. Bye. Bye.